Welcome to Volcano Watch. This is a weekly podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Corinne Jorgensen. And I'm your holy host, Alessandro Musso. We are PhD students at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes, and we're here to give you all the hot volcano news. First, the weekly volcano news, and then the focus of the week. Let's get to it. It's November 8th at the time of recording, and this is your quick update. Okay, we'll start off in Asia, where we have um, our regular eruptions and plumes from Sumeru, Ibeko, Manam, Karavar, Swano, Zajima, Shivaluk, and Ibu. So, Ulawun uh, in New Britain, Papua New Guinea, present elevated seismic unrest. There has been a seismic swarm over the last few months, but it seems to be picking up. Uh, there has also been a volcanic tremor at uh, Ulamona, uh, that is just 11-12 kilometers far from the Kedar which is concerning. So uh, Ulaun is a new entry in our podcast. Uh, the volcano has uh, some historical records, which in other words means that it uh, produced eruption in historical times. The most recent eruption occurred in uh, 1980, uh, producing a 20 kilometers tall plume that will by it, Kariminsky and Sabakaya as easily as smiling, even if it's not always super easy to smile. Uh, further eruption occurred also in 1970, in 1915, and 1878, and in 1700s. Basically, in the past eruption, the volcano produced lava domes, uh, large explosions, uh, per and small stromboli activities. So we will keep our eyes peeled on it. Merapi uh, has been growing two lava domes uh, where there's been one active lava dome being built on one of the older domes. So this has resulted, uh, this active growth has resulted in avalanches from the sides of, of the dome uh, going extended up to 1.8 kilometers away. On November 2nd, there was actually 20 avalanches in one day. However, the big news from, from Marapi this week was that on November 3rd, there was a pyroclastic flow. So this is uh, a flow of hot, dense uh, ash and gases that, that can travel quite far. And this happened on the southwest flank and extended about two kilometers, uh, which is still within the exclusion zone, but uh, it's getting close. At Karimsky on November 3rd, uh, there was two big plumes uh, of 9.5 and 10.5 kilometers that pretty a lot and this is the result of two big explosions resulting in huge harsh clouds uh, that were carried 1,100 kilometers away from the volcano, though uh, so just over the Pacific Ocean. However, uh, this means that Karimsky is the winner of this week's Solspoom. Sorry for Savankaya. In the Americas this week, we saw plumes and regular activity from Suemis Pochnoi, Papacachapetl, Fuego, Navarros del Ruiz, Senge, Reventador, and Navarros de Chile. And of course, Savankaya. Yes, I think Savankaya had quite an emotional week. She started off strong with a 7.6 kilometer plume early in the week. But then she kind of gave up when she heard about Karaminsky, I think at least, didn't do anything for about a day or so, gathered herself up again, and then did a 7.9 uh, plume on Friday. Then, really went for it with a 8.2 on Saturday, a 7.9 on Sunday, and then, whoof, she really went for it, an 8.5 kilometer today. But I'm sorry, Savankaya, you just cannot beat Karaminsky this week. 
Maybe next week will be your time to shine. M- maybe Sabankaya try hard, but she hasn't enough, I don't know, gas, smoke. Maybe, I don't know. She, she really, it was quite endearing, I think, on, honestly. She's like, I can do it, I can do it. Better luck next time. So, I mean, update on Kilauea, Hawaii. The lava lake continues to fill up, coming out from a spider cone. At Torrealba in Costa Rica, there was an eruption this week. At 6.46 local time on November 4th, there was a short-lived phreatic eruption. So this eruption was driven by steam um, and therefore doesn't have any new new magma in it, uh, which is a good thing. So, Villarica, there is a Nash Advisories, which was uh, released on November the 6th, following uh, webcam footage from the Buenos Aires Meteorological Service. So, lastly, an update from La Palma. Uh, this week, we saw an overall decrease in activity. However, there was a 5.1 uh, earthquake on November 3rd, which is thought to be from a depth of about 26 kilometers, which is shallower than the previous earthquakes. But the rest of the week, we saw a, a decrease in most respects, except for the tremor, which fluctuated a bit throughout the week. Hopefully this means we're seeing the beginning of the end. So, sadly, that's it for the quick update. Thanks to our sources, uh, VolcanoDiscovery.com, the Smithsonian Global Volcanism Program, the Indonesian Volcano Observatory, and the Buenos Aires uh, Volcano Observatory as well. So, the focus of today is going to be a small overview on Karimsky. We always had this game in our podcast on which volcano produces the tallest plume in the world. And if you had followed us in the last months, you might notice that the winner for the tallest plume was almost always Sabankaya. Today the winner was Karimsky. And this is not the first time that happened, so let's learn a little bit more about this amazing volcano. Karinsky is located in the eastern portion of the Kanchakta uh, volcanic zone in Russia, and it is also the most active volcano in this region. If you Google Karimsky volcano now and take a quick look at uh, the pictures, you will first of all realize that it's exactly what you would define a volcano. It is impressively a perfect cone, with a more or less equal slope in all the direction. This kind of morphology took a technical name of quaquaversal. I do like this name, uh, which basically means that goes downwards in all the direction from a center. So Karimsky is also a pretty new volcano. Just think about Montana, that started its formation around 600,000 years ago. Well, Karimsky started its formation about 5,000 years ago, inside the caldera, from 7.7 thousand years ago, so basically yesterday. The very first activity of the volcano consisted in intense eruption of magmas having a composition ranging from basaltic andesite to dacite. Afterwards, the volcano produces a moderate eruption of andesite, and then it took a 2.3 thousand years nap. A very long nap. <laughs> I might need a long rest too, but maybe not 2,000 years. So anyway, after this long pause, Karimsky woke up again 500 years ago, and indeed the surface of the cone is basically mantled by lava flows younger than 200 years. The volcano produces several eruptions over the past 500 years, and it is on an almost continuous activity since the 1996. The activity of the volcano mainly consists in volcanic explosions with the formation of ash plumes and gas and steam emissions. Uh, 
The ongoing eruption started on uh, April 2021, and as we have seen today, <laughs> it is not giving any sign of stopping, with the bigger eruption producing a 10.5 km tall plume. Very impressive. So, since the volcano produces ash plumes that in general rose up for more than 5 km and is able to eject large amount of ashes in the atmosphere and the stratosphere in a super small windows of time, Karinsky represents an hazard for the aviation. We should consider that ash clouds might travel for 1000 kilometers due to the wind, and this fine ash might melt at the working temperature of the airplane engines, and this represents a serious problem, and of course it affects the air traffic. So we will keep you updated on the activity of this volcano, and that's it for the focus of the day. So thanks to our main sources, VolcanoDiscovery.com, the Smithsonian Global Volcanism Program, Bratislava and Melikatsev uh, 1991, and Jirin et al. 2019. <laughs>